Welcome, Miss Teresa. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, how's it going? It is going, my love. How are you today? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for being on board. I appreciate it for stepping up and kind of being w willing to come on and tell us kind of your story and your background. So for you guys out there that are going to be listening that may not be a part of True Core and just trying to hear some good um, tips that we have, Coach Teresa is obviously a coach, hence the name at our gym. Um, her and her husband, Dave, have been a part of our community for what's going to be two years this summer? Yeah. 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 Um, and Dave is a Marine Corps officer and Teresa is a mother of three who also has a full-time job and is a legitimate kick butt CrossFit athlete as well. So like, I just can't wait to hear your like whole story because you've got an interesting background, kind of like where you started as an athlete Yeah. and kind of how you got into CrossFit and not to mention the fact that like you and Dave have been together since you were what, like 20 years old. Mm hmm Yeah. So it'll be, we'll be married for 13 years in September. 13 years, three kids. How many military tours? Oh, so he's done two deployments to Afghanistan, one to uh, Australia, lots of workups. So yeah. all that fun jazz. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about you in terms of like your athletic exercise fitness background like what was it like before you found CrossFit and, and how did you kind of get into that, all that yeah so um I started out like in my childhood I did you know soccer preschool soccer uh for a number of years um and then when I hit middle school I did cheerleading and mm -hmm. track and um as I continued on um in high school I you know, did varsity cheerleading my freshman year, varsity soccer my freshman year, and it sort of just evolved. Mm -hmm. uh, toward, so my junior, my sophomore, junior, and senior year in high school, I picked up rowing. Oh, cool. Uh, and that was something that was very challenging for me. Um, you know, you look at a typical rower, they're very tall, they have a lot of mass and muscle, um, and I was kind of the opposite of that. So I was on um, a lightweight rowing team all through high school and then um, into college. Um, and it, it gave me a sense of um, that community feel, that team feel, yeah. but it's yeah. very individual, right? So um, you have to pull your own weight, literally. <laughs> and, you know, you have to work together as a team. So yeah. if you're not pulling your weight and your stroke is off, the boat is, you know, going to go sideways. You might fall in. You might you're, fall in. You get a bath when you don't need one. Yeah, it's called catching the crab. If you, your oar is back behind you and the boat is still going forward, you are going to flip yourself out of the boat. Um, so that uh, carried me all through my later years in high school and into college. Um, and I really thrived on the individual aspect and mm -hmm. team aspect. Um, so when I went to college, I was a division one rower, um, which is how Dave and I met. Uh, Dave was a wrestler and I was a rower and we always had practice in the morning at the same time. And our friends pretty much hooked us up and said, Hey, you guys, you guys should be with each other. So oh, cute. No, that cute. was that. Um, but it was, um, it was something that was never easy. There was never a point when I was rowing mm -hmm. where I was comfortable, right? Got there it. were all aspects that were 
challenging and uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so after Dave and I got married and we moved with the military, we started having kids. Um, I, so when I was pregnant with uh, Leo, with our, our oldest, um, I got up to 200 pounds. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I think that I just sort of went off the deep end there from being a division one rower, having yeah. to weight in a certain, you know, within a certain parameter too. Right. You know, it gave me an excuse to eat anything and everything. And I did. I mean, so, food is good, right? Like food yeah. tastes good depending on what you eat, but like good food tastes good. So I can understand that. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there were like, I mean, and Dave even packed on some baby weight too. I mean, you know, that's bad. So it was just really unhealthy, right? So I came out of that after I had Leo and um, I just had really poor self-esteem. Mm, okay. um, I had a really hard time with the fact that my body was so different and I yeah. didn't feel, you know, as in, as in shape as I was before. Um, so I was going to the gym, like, you know, on base and doing cardio machines, n really no weight training at all, just trying to lose weight. Yeah. Um, and I did, but I never felt strong. Um, I never felt comfortable in my own mm -hmm. skin. Mm -hmm. um, so Dave deployed to Afghanistan for the first time when Leo was 18 months old. And mm -hmm. we found out five days after he deployed that I was pregnant with uh, our daughter, our middle daughter, Delaney. And we had been trying and I just remember it was 10 days before Christmas and he oh, left wow. and Leo was asleep and I dragged the Christmas tree out to the curb. I was mad. I was upset. <laughs> you know, no Christmas this awesome. year. Yeah. Grinch. No I, way. It was, it was. I get it. I mean, I would have, yeah, I can't imagine how this felt. Yeah. So, um, you know, so then Leo and I, went to my mom's house for Christmas. Um, and I found out there that I was pregnant oh, and then wow. Dave found out, you know, two weeks later because the communication was so, um, it was, there was just a delay. Because yeah. was, um, so I actually mailed the pregnancy test to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he, that's a, that. a care package to get. Yeah. And he yeah. used that on one of his Marines. He stuck by pregnancy test in a letter from this kid's girlfriend. And it was like, <laughs> he was like, what? She didn't say anything about the baby. So anyways, yeah. So. That, that sounds like Dave. That right there <laughs> yeah. sounds like Dave. Yeah. 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 So when Dave left, I was like my normal self. And then when he came back, I was two weeks, three weeks away from having Delaney. Oh I, was, I was 180 pounds. You know, so 187, I was 187 with Lainey. So, you know, when they come home from deployment, and this, it was like midnight, they walk in formation, it was dark. Um, and I was standing next to Dave's parents and he didn't even recognize me. He walked oh, away. Wow. Me, oh, going man. His, going to his mom and I was just, yoink, I just grabbed him by the camis and I was like, it's me. And he was like, whoa. Oh, man. So, it was shocking. Yeah. So I, I picked up again, a lot of weight, mm -hmm. um, with Delaney. And then when she was about 11 months old, he deployed again to Afghanistan. So I started running, mm -hmm. um, 
that point. I started running. Um, there was a running club um, on base called Stroller Warriors. And oh, cool. all had our strollers and we were running. And you so were I, warriors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And everybody, you know, we were all in sort of like the same situation. Our right. husbands coming and going and we needed, we needed that. We needed each other. We needed mm -hmm. to get out and do something. Um, so it was at that point that I was like, you know what, I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to run a half marathon. Mm. Um, Great goal. Um, Great goal. Yeah. So I did, um, I did that in, I think it was like September or something. I ran my first half marathon and then like a month after that, it was the Marine Corps marathon. Nice opportunity to run, um, run that there was somebody who couldn't run it. Like they, they just were injured during their training. So I decided that, okay, well I ran 13.1. Let's just add. You, you just know, double it. Let's just, yeah, why not? Right. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> if 13.1 is good. 26.2 must be better. <laughs> And I was thinking, like, I did all this training for this half marathon with a stroller, you know, like, that's true. That's true. I could yeah. run a few more miles in the next couple weekends and then build myself up to, up to that. Um, so the Marine Corps Marathon every year is the last weekend in October. And it was October 30th that day. And I remember that because I was so sore on Halloween that I was walking up the driveway, mm -hmm. you know, my kids retreating what year was that just out of curiosity do you that remember 20 so laney was 8 12 10 that was 2011 okay 2011 2011 i think okay because i i was thinking i was wondering if we did it the same year um i think i my marine corps marathon was the following year i think it might have been 2012 i'll have to look it up yeah. i don't, don't remember off the top of my head but um yeah, I think it was 20, either 2011 or it wouldn't have been 2010 because Lainey was born in August of 2010. So yeah, mine was either 2011 or 2012. So it could, we could have been, could have been, we could have been. And the date stood out to me because it was the day before Halloween then too. So it probably was, yeah. we were probably there together, T. Yeah. So, so With 40,000 other people. Yes. Yeah. Literally yep. for the Yep. awesome fantastic yeah it's really it's really actually very uncomfortable it's horrible it's, <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> I've done a couple other marathons besides that and yeah had a, had a completely different experience absolutely yes but sorry um, I didn't mean to cut you off go ahead yeah good yeah so I ended up um I did like I did the half marathon and then I did you know, 16 miles and then 20. And then I was like, all right, we're good here. Um, so I ended up running my first marathon. I ran it in right around four hours. Oh, nice. It's a good time. Um, so that was like a good baseline for me. Um, so after that, I kept running. So Dave came home from his deployment and I was like, yay, let's go for a nine mile run. And he's all like, okay, I can do that. Um, so we got, you know, like four or five miles in and he ended up like puking his guts out halfway through and he'll always say, he remembers we were running. It was just a hilly, kind of a hilly part of this run and I'm going and you know, all of a sudden I didn't see him. So I turned around and he said the look of disappointment on my face that like we had to stop with something that 
he'll never forget. And then oh he was, wow, yeah, he was puking up his breakfast and wow, yeah, yeah. So, and he's a tough man. Like he he's one of the toughest men that I know, uh, and yeah. has very high standards for himself. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's a funny story. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um. So yeah. So after that, um, you know, I was sort of hooked on that that running. Those, yeah. those runners highs you know you get mm-hmm. to the point where you don't think you can go anymore and then when you when you do and you surpass that goal for yourself it, there's really nothing that feels better in life um so I ended up running five Marine Corps marathons in total I ran the Colorado marathon and I ran Boston marathon um so my my times every single marathon got better mm. I actually finished fourth overall in the uh, Colorado Marathon. Awesome. Jeez, so, got, got a cool little plaque out of that one. Yeah, I bet you got a plaque. Uh, yeah. And, um, but after a while, it gets, you know, you get to a point where you're like, okay, I can run. That's great. What now? Mm-hmm. Um, so Dave was doing CrossFit, you know, throughout this whole time or, you know, some variation of it. Um, we started accumulating gear and stuff over time, you know, so while I'd be running on the treadmill, getting miles, especially when we lived in 29 Palms in California, where it was hot as heck. And mm-hmm. being, if you didn't get out to run before 8am, you weren't, there's no way. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'd be in the garage on the treadmill and he'd be lifting seats and stuff. Um, so one day I just decided to like, try some stuff with him with a men's bar I actually had no idea that there was a there was a men's bar and a women's bar no idea not a clue why um, would you right like if it's not yeah. something that you've been exposed to yeah so he'd just be like do this and i'm thinking okay you know and just the empty barbell you uh-huh. know, um 10 pound dumbbells basic stuff um and so we were so isolated in california in 29 palms in the desert that there, there was nothing for the kids to do and at this point we've had three kids now and Dave was getting ready to deploy and it was the, the middle of the summer and Oof. like literally nothing to do. The closest target was an hour and a half away. The grocery oh my gosh. was a 45 minute drive. Um, you know, it was, it, it, it was, those were some of the hardest years for me um, just because of the isolation yeah. um, and working full time from home. You know, I didn't have the ability to go you know, meet the moms after the kids got off from school or when they left from school, uh, they left for school. And um, so I really needed something for all of us to do just to mm-hmm. get us out of the house. Um, and there's CrossFit gym that was doing kids CrossFit. Oh, cool. So I took the kids and they yeah. loved it. Um, so they, my kids actually started doing CrossFit at a gym before me. <laughs> <laughs> So I was, I was watching, and the owner was a Marine. He was, um, he was a retired Marine, and I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I should just do this, like, for real. Maybe I yes. should try it. So the first workout I did uh, at the gym was Murph on Memorial Day, and I had done it, some variation of it before. Um, I had a weight vest. You know, I could run with weights, you know, no big deal. Um, but I was like floored when I went there and 
you know, he's yelling at me that you know I'm not doing my box push-ups right because my chest isn't hitting there and my jumping pull-ups were crappy because my chin wasn't, I mean, I thought I was like, whoa, I'm killing it, but I had a lot going from there. <laughs> um, I smoked the run. So my first, I did. that first mile in like seven minutes. Yeah. And totally died through the rest of the workout. It's like my first CrossFit experience. I was super humbling, but I was Tab like. Tabata air squats and I couldn't walk yeah. for a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So running marathons too. I, I was in the same boat. I was working, I was running ma marathons at the time in a corporate gym, personal trainer. And like, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm fit. Like I do cardio an hour a day. I do weights an hour a day. Like I've got yeah. this four yeah. minutes of air squats Tabata style yeah. <laughs> walk for a week. Right. Oh man. So I was just like, huh, this is, this yeah. is uh, humbling. And, but you know, I've also saw it as that opportunity to grow and to do something that I thought I was good at, but it made me uncomfortable, sort of mm -hmm. like stuff. Um, so it sort of tied all that in together. But no, even though, sorry, hold on a second. Hey, chicklets. Hey, can you give me a second, please? Okay, I'm on the phone with Ms. Okay. Which one is that, Delaney it's, or Mary? It, <gasps> Mary! You know what you need? Oh, come here. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Oh, sweetheart. We heard our. So. Here we go. It's mom roll, right? right yeah. This is how we do. This is how we do. So, even though I felt like in that first workout, my push ups were crappy, my pull ups, I had no idea what I was doing, I never felt judged. Oh, that's, that's right. a good coach, right? So, everybody yeah. was still really encouraging. Like, you know, you're doing a good job. Uh -huh. you, you know, keep it up. I was far from being the first one finished and I did all the scales, you know? So, um, and that was something that was new for me. You know, you, especially, you know, having been so much heavier when I was pregnant with Leo and then with Lainey, I always felt super uncomfortable. Uh -huh. um, and I think that's part of the reason why I ran so much and I ran so much alone. Yeah. Um, my garage as we moved was because I just didn't want to be judged because um, mm -hmm. I was so uncomfortable. Um, so that's sort of what got me started was my kids and then Murph <laughs> and I kept going. I, I signed up. I went literally every single day and um, sometimes twice a day because I did a 12 week pull up program. Oh, wow with the owner. So I would do an hour of just one-on-one -on -one PT and then the kids got home from the bus and we would go back for the kids class and then the adult class. Um, so that, that um, sense of working hard over mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. um, really helped me understand that, you know, my body was capable of more than just running. Yeah. Um, and that fa failure was okay. And the process even. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it is a necessary part of the process too. Um, there were when I first, I mean, I just remember snatching the barbell and thinking, wow, that was hard, you know, and just so many movements that are still difficult for me today. Like all the gymnastics stuff is just yeah. not that 
I am super comfortable with, but, you know, putting in the effort and, and continuing to work on it, I know is something that's benefiting me over time. Um, you know, versus running, which is super easy for me. I can just turn my brain off yes. and, and I don't have to put a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, you know, I, I like that challenge. I miss that challenge from my, my college days and high school days. Um, so I don't know. I just, um, I found that, that ongoing challenge and the variety uh-huh, uh-huh. of community to be something that I needed when Dave was gone. Yeah. Um, not only for me, but for my kids, um, especially being isolated like that. Um, it was something that I think really saved me and my sanity. I can't you know, imagine. In those two years. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't even. Gro- a grocery store that's 45 minutes away. I mean. Man, yeah, it was terrible. And we couldn't go to the commissary for uh, a while there because there was a rat infestation. So that was cool. Yeah. And then you, and then you probably didn't want to go back once, <laughs> yeah. once, once it was cleared. Yeah. So for, for people that are listening that don't know what you do for a living, what is your nine to five, which isn't really a nine to five, but yeah. what, what is it you do for, for a career? Yeah, so I work for a nonprofit called the Semper Fi Fund. Um, mm-hmm. I support to post 9-11 combat injured veterans. Um, the support varies based on the need. It's all um, tailored to the individual. So awesome. medical devices that aren't covered by insurance, um, inpatient treatment for mental health or TBI, mm-hmm. uh, adaptive equipment, home modifications for folks that have, um, that, that are paralyzed or have prosthetic limbs that, you know, they, they have, they have to have modifications to stuff. And you travel for that as well. I do. Yeah. So I have, I wear many hats with that job. I do events for the service members and their families in various locations, uh, throughout the year. So we do a back to school day where we do, um, school supplies for the kids. And then we have holiday parties and, couples, dinners, and events, and, and stuff, so, yeah. All, all kinds of things. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, with, with all that being said, like, and, and also, um, you've got firsthand experience when it comes to, like, families that have had combat-wounded w- loved ones. Yeah. Um, like, regarding Dave, and he's got some, you know, TBI stuff that, um, He's just incre- incredible worth, you know. And I, I know the kid, <laughs> the kids. He tells me stories how they, uh, they, they get things by him by by abusing yeah. his current state of affairs. They sure do. Oh, Dad, yeah, I, I told you that. You don't yeah. remember me telling you that? Oh, yeah, have that hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I must just be your brain today, Dad. Yeah, but yeah. with all of that, right? So like. Obviously, as we can tell, a mom, a full-time mom, um, full-time wife, a full-time career, a full-time, like, military spouse, not just wife, but, like, military spouse, Um, and in my opinion, like, a full-time CrossFit athlete. Like, how do you figure out ways to balance it all without burning out and not becoming completely overwhelmed? So, a lot of it for me is time management. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I, I think that I, I operate best when I'm busy. Okay. Um, my best self when I am focused on doing something that I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I prioritize those things, it makes, makes it all work. Um, so, you know, just for example, like a typical day for me is, you know, I wake up early, um, usually five or 6 AM and I get administrative work done for my, my nine to five. Um, and then the kids will get up, I'll make them breakfast. Um, and then they do whatever schoolwork they need to do. Well, now, because we're home, they right. do whatever school before I send them on their merry way and <laughs> go about my business. But freedom. Hey, I'm on the phone. Okay, you go get up. Leo. Leo, hey. Be nice. Please. Hi, Leo. <laughs> he was like, mm, mm, mm. those are my boxes. Super important stuff over here. Obviously. Um, so yeah, so now, you know, I get up early, get some admin stuff done, make everybody breakfast, and then they do their, you know, whatever schoolwork they have for the day. Um, and then, you know, usually Leo will come out in the garage and work out with me. Um, so, you know, we, we fold in as much um, of this as we can family now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's really about just giving. So I always have to be patient with myself and give myself room to say, you know what, it's okay to mm -hmm. let that go for now. Okay. Um, about, you know, what's, what's a priority and what's not, um, what can wait and what can't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really with the understanding that, you know, you're never going to catch up. There, <laughs> Just accept it. You're never, you're never going to catch up. I'm on the phone. You know, th there's always going to be work. You're never going to catch up. There's always going to be something that you have to do. So if you, for me, for me to prioritize that and really understand that, okay, and, and recognize, okay, I got this done mm -hmm. and that's good. I got this done. That's good. Didn't get that done. It's okay. Can wait till tomorrow. Like the laundry, for example, right. I'll throw in a load and sometimes it's totally done by 10 o'clock, but it doesn't get put away until the next morning, you know, and that, that's pretty that's impressive. In my opinion, I've got just me, me and my husband and our house and our laundry. Usually what happens is it gets washed, it gets dried and then get put in a pile of clean laundry. <laughs> And eventually when that pile gets high enough and, or when we run out of currently clean clothes, we go through and then we fold it yeah. in a way. So that's impressive that it might be done within the same day or yeah. within like a 36 yeah. hour window. Yeah. Okay. But I also have three children that are perfectly capable of sorting out their own laundry. So tasking out to the kids that is within their capability is also something that I have I have learned to do because I'm very much like it needs to be done right now. I'll just do it. Yes. But yes. I have really had to learn that I need to hand off some of this responsibility to my kids. If I want them to be, you know, yeah. Human beings when they get older, able to take care of themselves when they mm -hmm. get older, so tasking it out and letting them not letting them do it when they want to, but giving them the time 
a reasonable time to do it mm-hmm. on their is is something that I've had to to learn to do. I think that's a great. I think that is great. Like just life skill in general. Yeah. Um, whether it's your kids, whether it's your coworkers, whether it's your spouse, whatever it might be. Um, I think at least a lot of women, I can speak for myself, have that men- mentality of, oh, I'll just do it because like, it'll be faster. Like it'll be done when I deem it yeah. appropriate, my, best idea. And my way. And my yeah. way, right? Yeah. Um, the dishes are in the dishwasher the wrong way. Oh, man, let me, t- mm, let, <laughs> let me tell, oh God, especially I, in quarantine I, days right now, it seems I, like quadrupled our dishes. Ironically, in this house, that's Dave's thing. Dave hates the way I load the dishwasher. I just throw it all in there, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> so, oh, that's great. About, you know, if he wants it, clean dishes, it, they just go in there and come out the way I put them in. Yeah, yeah. But, like, learning that, right? Like, um, if I'm going to take that on as, like, well, my way's best, or it's going to get done fastest, or on my time schedule – then I also have to be willing to admit that like I'm causing this feeling of overwhelm anxiety in myself because I'm yep. not letting people help me. Yeah. Um, yep. So I think it's in Leo is 12 or 11. He'll be 12 in May. And mm-hmm. Delaney is 10. Yep. She'll be a lot. And yes. Mary yeah. is. And Mary's five. Five. Right. So like you have these age groups too, that they are self-supporting, especially like, Delaney and Leo in certain ways yeah Um, so I think it's awesome that you kind of taught them as they grew to kind of you know take on roles take on tasks take on chores because it does I mean it's you've got three kids I mean you got a full house um they'll they'll be better for it when they're older you know they absolutely they you, you know I don't want Leo's future wife to hate me because I never <laughs> made him do things. <laughs> great you job, know? mom. Great you job. Know? Great, great job. Yeah. So what are you guys doing during this whole uh, quarantine situation to maintain uh, family sanity and then mm-hmm. your individual sanity? Yeah, so it's interesting now. So working from home, um, this is really not too different for me. Mm-hmm. The only change is the added responsibility of the online learning for the kids. Right. Um, in the summer, you know, they're home all the time. So we just work it out. Uh, but it's that that's really been the only curveball that and Dave is now working from home. So Dave's pretty good about setting himself up. So our office is now in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. So he just goes up and closes the door and I'm able to get, you know, stuff done in the kitchen or wherever. Uh, usually in the kitchen, um, sometimes we swap, you know, if I need the the bedroom in a closed workspace, yep. that's where I'll go. Um, but we really are using this time to just stick together, mm. um, do more things together. Uh, yeah. The kids are outside a lot. Um, Leo is working out with Dave and I quite a bit. Um, and he says now that he enjoys it more now than he did before, before he felt like he had to do it, but now he's motivated to do it himself. Um, you know, and we're going on a lot of walks. We're mm-hmm. dogs a lot. Um, and really just, 
you know, I think Dave and I, Dave, especially, he does a really good job at supporting me and what I feel like I need to mm. do to take care of myself as an individual. Um, so really having that support in place, yeah. um, has, has helped us just sort of work out the kinks of everyone mm-hmm. being, you yeah. know, you, you've seen the kids running in and out and Mary, you know, they're, they'll get on each other's nerves a little bit, but they do a really good job at, you know, just hanging out with each other and mm-hmm. helping each other. I, th- I think that point about like Dave supporting you, I think it's important across the board um, for spouses, like no matter if you have kids or not, um, I think that a lot of times people, including myself, will make assumptions that my spouse like will know what I want and or need. Right. Like right. this situation is stressful for me. So I expect you to know that I need your help with the dishwasher or yeah. like being a place for me to vent or like whatever it might be. Um, and then we act as if they should know that. And then when yeah. they fall short because they don't know that, like we yeah. somehow get resentful I think that line of communication both ways like um hey I'm finding myself feeling overwhelmed or confined or anxious or fearful um I could really use your help in supporting me by doing x y and z yeah Um, Yeah, those those I statements are super important right now especially when we're all cooped up with, with each other to say you know I feel a certain way um I need x y and z i need Mm -hmm. help with this Um, and then the reverse is you know showing you know that appreciation to your spouse or significant other whoever you're up with you know to show them that you know you understand that they are they are putting in the effort to support however you're feeling at the time i mean that's that's super important i was gonna say that's a great nugget of info there too absolutely right so like as much as we think that people respond better to negative feedback, it's just not true. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's just not no. like yeah. I don't respond better to it. Yeah. Like, I, I want to hear what I'm doing well or like how I'm supporting you. The more I hear it, the more I want to do it. Yeah, um, exactly. But somehow I think our instinctual like default is like, why didn't you do this? Yeah. Or like, yeah. I told you this and you didn't do it. Um, yeah or whatever it might be. But I think that's yeah. great. Just in, in life, like quarantine, yeah. of course, because we're all super sensitive and hyper aware and hyper alert right now, but across yeah. thing. Um, as we wrap up here, talk to me a little bit about your experience with, with, with TrueCore, just in terms of like, you, st- you started out as an athlete, mm-hmm. you show, showed some interest in coaching. You and I talked about it. You know, you're on, you're now one of our staple coaches. Um, been phenomenal through this whole quarantine situations with our clients like what made you choose to become part of true core versus places that you could have gone when you first moved here um so we first moved here actually it was the first gym that popped up and I did some research and then I just dropped in Mm -hmm. Um, and after that it was you know that was it um (laughs) We, we found our place. It, you know, there was never a moment when I walked into the gym and felt like people were sizing me up or sizing yeah. Dave up. And um, Dave, so we, even when we lived in California, Dave never officially joined that gym. Um, he was just content doing his own thing in the garage. And he would 
he only participated in like the open there. Okay. Um, so him coming to TrueCore with me was a really good, good thing. And I think, you know, I sort of pushed that on him. I think he needed that. He needed to be, you know, with other people, with other dudes, you know, yeah. with, with, you know, a leaderboard that he could see, you know, where he stacked up and where he needed to work on some things. He needed the coaching, mm -hmm. um, he needed refinement in some of his, um, in some of his movements. I mean, he's strong as heck. He can muscle up anything, yeah, anything. Yeah, he's strong. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, having that, that quality coaching to give him that feedback, like, hey, you're lifting with your back. That might hurt tomorrow. Let's use your legs, you know? Like, hearing <laughs> somebody other than me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I would, I would tell him after I had been doing it, you know, at a gym for a year. So I'd be like, Hey, coach Mike said, let's do this instead. Maybe you should do that too. And he'd just be like, meh, whatever, you know? So hearing that from, from a legitimate coach was, was helpful for him. Um, but I think, you know, having that natural athletic background was something that was good for me in CrossFit, except for the gymnastics stuff, which is still a hot mess in some regards for me. Um, but the having that athletic background really gave me and the endurance background um, really, I think, gave me the ability to pick up the movements and, and mm. you know, certain things quickly. Yeah. Because uh, I it actually it'll be three years in June or July that I've been doing CrossFit like at a gym. Mm -hmm. um, so seeing these you know, seeing my numbers climb and my technique getting better, mm -hmm. um, has been just something that's been personally very interesting for me to, to see and to look back and say, you know, 18 months ago, I could barely do X, Y, and Z. And now, you know, I'm lifting this heavier. Um, and I think a lot of that is driven by, and has been driven by the instruction at the gym at TrueCore and the coaching and you know, having, you know, good, healthy competition. I mean, yeah. I think in a good way is in a positive way is, is good for people because it, it makes you want it more. You right. want yourself a little bit harder because, you know, that member over there might get two, two or three more reps and can't have that, you know? <laughs> so I, really, I, I had been thinking about getting my level one, yep. you know, for a year and a half. Like really, since I, when I started getting double unders, that's when I was like, hey, you know, this might be something that I might I like, like to do, too, yeah. you know? Um, so I finally pulled the trigger on it. And, you know, I, I think a lot of that, the decision was because of the way that the coaches at TrueCorp affected me personally mm -hmm. um, and having that constant encouragement and that tough love, you know, Hey, that squat was not at parallel. Let's do it again. Right. Or, you know, your wall ball didn't make it past the line. It was at the line. You need to do it again, but good job. You know, like, you know, that accountability, mm. you know, and doing the movements better, you know, yeah. having, having some of those individual one-on-one -on -one sessions to help with my toes to bar. And Man, that um, was like, you just took off after that you and I met like twice, I think for like 30 minutes a piece. Yeah. I met with you twice. And then Ryan, mm -hmm. Ryan, and I did a little bit with, 
the muscle ups and then a little bit with the toaster bar. And, you know, it's the, the different cues each coach brings to the table right. are super helpful, are super helpful. I mean, yeah. I think one thing and I was like, oh, light bulb, you know, and it's the same with other coaches, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. it really affected me in a profoundly personal and a positive mm. way. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of the team because, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I want to, I want to help people and you can see that fire mm -hmm. in, in people's eyes to get better and to learn more and to help that grow is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I'm with you. That's my, um, that's why I coach, um, yeah. is I start to see a mental shift in people regarding self-perception. Yeah. Um, you know, they come into the gym and they have this idea of who they are um, and they're kind of locked in it. Like I will always be X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, or more so like I will never be able to do a handstand pushup. Yes. The I can't. Right. I can't. I won't. Um, and then they, as they progress, they do those things. Like they get their first handstand pushup. And yeah. when they achieve those things, their self-perception starts to change. And then the way they talk about themselves, the way they interact with other people, yeah. um, then you see it go outside the gym because now they have this increase of self-confidence, self-awareness, self-acceptance um, even. And like yeah. their life outside the gym starts to change, whether it's the nutrition that comes into play or whether it's their hobbies or their lifestyles. Um, standing workstations at work that we're all yeah. right now trying to chase and find. Um, yeah. But it ends up being a lifestyle switch and a self-perception change, yeah. which is just like inspiring to me to watch. Like that is why I do what I do, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, Teresa, I really want to thank you for your time because it's been awesome. And yeah. I've, I've learned a lot about you. I knew a lot, but it's just been great chatting with you. Um, it's been awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Shannon. I appreciate your time. I'm happy to be a part of the team. If, if you were to give people advice that may not be part of our family yet, our true core crew yet, that it might be scared to walk into our doors because, hey, like it's CrossFit and I got to get in shape before I join a CrossFit gym. Like what would yeah. that one piece of advice be? Um, I would say to leave your perceptions and your reservations at the door mm -hmm. and just go for it. Um, mm -hmm. Everything can be scaled. Everything can be modified. You're never going to be in a position where people are going to look at you and judge you for what you can or can't do yet. Yes. Because you always have a place to start and you can only go up from there. So. Thank you, T. It's been a pleasure to have you. And I can't wait to the day, dog. I come and hug you again. Oh, I know. I'm gonna, we're going to line up and just hug everybody that comes in the gym. Yeah. It's <laughs> It'll be interesting. But give Dave and the kids a big hug for me. All right. Um, thank you all to who are paying attention and listening to us tonight, today, tomorrow, whenever it might be. Um, you guys out there, stay safe, stay healthy, stay fit. We'll see you on the flip side. Have a great one, guys. Bye, T. Later.